Do I really look like a guy with a plan? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode three of the Off the Dome podcast. I'm your host, TBK, or the Baltimore Kid. Where the conversation goes, nobody knows. That's why it's called Off the Dome. Today, we are joined by some backyard wrestlers, Gary and Shane, better known as the Soldier GP and Omen Black. Boys, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing good, man. I'm doing. Can't complain. You know, same shit, different day. Well, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for being here. So. You guys are out of Iowa. You got your company, IMF, which is dope. If you guys haven't already, or if you don't know about them, make sure to go on to YouTube. They got a YouTube channel. Check out IMF Wrestling. If you're a fan of that, make sure to give them a follow, give them a share. I'm sure they would appreciate it. So, man, how did uh, how did that whole thing get started? Like, it was it was it just too, you know, was somebody already doing it? And then, you know, you guys decided to, you know, put your heads together? Or did you just wake up one day and go, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just start our own thing. Uh, well, it started, I bought the, I bought the ring. And I only bought the ring really to have fun with my kids, uh, wrestling around with my kids and stuff. And then somebody brought it to my attention, you know, started wrestling channel. And then uh, Shane's girl, who's my friend, actually brought Shane over. And we've been wrestling pretty much ever since. There you go. That's what's up. I can't say he took he took his first clothesline the more the first day he was at my uh, in my ring. Like he showed up and he took a clothesline from hell that JBL would be proud of. There you go. And he got it. He got right back up and was like, "Let's do it again." <laughs> nice, nice, it very was fun. good. So, how long? Uh, how long have you two uh, collectively been doing it, and how long separately? Well, I mean, separately, we all grew up and wrestle as a kid, right? Yeah, for sure. So, like, when I was a kid, we used to have our own little show in my mom's backyard, and you know, I went from then all the way up to I graduated high school, and then you know, I, I stopped and started living in the real world, <laughs> and then having the ring, it was like, you know, it's time to do it. So like, it's been a IMF has been a thing since 2021. Okay, so fairly fairly recent. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But my backyard wrestling career started back in the day. I used to I was part of a, like a skit comedy group on uh, YouTube, which I'm not going to name because it's, it's awful skits and awful comedy. Hey man, but, but that's uh, but that's dope though. See, look, that's something I didn't know. That's that's you know that's a whole side of you. I'm just finding out. That's pretty cool though. But uh, we're all we all talk. We're all like huge wrestling fans. We'd all watch wrestling together, and we were just like, you know what? Let's throw some wrestling videos on there. And man, I was I was doing arm bars left and right in that uh, those wrestling matches and that group. But then took a pause, and I got introduced to Gary in the ring, and you know, you know this could be really this could be something, and this could be really fun. So. Yeah, I mean, hey, it takes uh, takes two like-minded people to come together with an idea. Idea becomes, you know, reality, man. So, uh, so, so, what is what is the ultimate goal for you guys? Like, do you guys see yourself, you know, having your own independent thing, or do you want to go even further than that? And like, yeah, obviously, you know, getting into some other indie promotions, or you know, trying to maybe go up to the big ones. Big, like, professionals, uh, that might be a stretch, but having our own independent thing, 
It's not too far away. It's not we're, that far we're actually away. we're actually working on getting our license and permits right now. Yeah, we uh, to get licensed so that way we can actually tour and go to you know have live event live venues at you know bars, other places. So you guys are basically trying to do like the uh like the Matt and Jeff Hardy thing and just start your own promotion, like your own yeah. indie thing. That's cool, man. That's and right cool. now, like, like I said, we're working with a lot of people. Like, we got some guys from Wisconsin that are coming next weekend, this coming weekend. And then this past weekend, you know, yesterday, we had some guys from Illinois. And, you know, we've had guys from Ohio come through. Nebraska. Nebraska, Kansas. Massachusetts. Uh, Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, uh, we won't talk about that guy. Yeah, we won't, we're not going to talk about Massachusetts at all. DDI. Okay. Okay, cool. So we won't talk about Massachusetts. But, um, yeah, man, well, that's that's freaking awesome, though. You know, like, um, so with the uh, with being such a small brand, like, how are you guys, you know, how are you guys staying relevant? How are you guys keeping yourself out there? Because I tell you what, like, there's a, a lot of things – uh, seemed to pop up during the pandemic, like a lot of influx. And I've, I've talked about this on other, uh, other episodes and podcasts that I've been on. It seems like a lot of things during the pandemic started to sprout up, like a lot of independent companies, a lot of content creation, a lot of podcasters, but, uh, doing your own backyard promotion and trying to turn it into a, to an indie promotion, that's like a whole different, you know, spectrum. So like, um, did you find that you guys like had that time off and like took advantage of it or was it already like a plan? I think it all started after the pandemic. Uh, I know before, when I got introduced to the ring, I had like a week left until I was going back to work. But we had, we took a lot of months to practice even for our first big filming. Uh, we took months and trained a lot and got everyone trained and up to par we could throw on like a decent show and i think we were successful at that and we know we just kept going training getting better at it and getting our roster better at it and i would say relevant uh soldier and i uh we we constantly just go on everyone else's backyard pr uh promotions like comments and just challenge them how we get imf's name out there because like oh these guys are constantly commenting on our videos. So they, they got us and they check us out and they notice that we're pretty decent. I don't want to toot our horns, but like toot toot motherfucker. Like we're <laughs> toot toot. Hey man, if, if you got it, fucking flaunt it, bro. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, but the, 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 am I saying we're like the best? No. Yeah. But you, so, so, so you wouldn't say that you guys are backyard legends. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, you know what? In a sense, yeah, we are. Because the work we're doing now, the shows that we're put, planning on putting on, no one else is doing it. Well, hey, that's a, that's a step in the right direction. The vision that uh, Gary here had at the beginning of this thing is truly becoming a reality. Yeah, He wanted to bring territories, and him and I were getting that done, making his vision a reality for all backyard wrestling. Yeah, man, and I, you know, um, what's cool about you know, living in this day and age is, is all the advantages that you guys are presented with, you know, you're, you're able to use tools like, you know, Facebook and YouTube and, you know, going on people's podcasts and stuff like that. Like, I mean, can you imagine, you know, trying to do what you're doing now, like back in the old days when you had to, you know, go to fucking Kinko's or Costco's or wherever and, you know, print out a bunch of flyers and walk up to every telephone pile, uh, you know, pole in a five mile radius just to get people to show up. Like it's pretty, uh, it's pretty dope that 
all the advantages we have today versus you know what guys had to do back in the day yeah i agree in my personal opinion i i think we're doing it the same way as you would do back then like we we do use social media but we barely use it like as a tool to get attention yeah our um our Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts aren't very popping. Like back when YouTube started out, that's how we do it. Like you just come across it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, if you watch, if, we, if you watch our videos and stuff, we never ask to like, share, subscribe. They just, they like, share, and subscribe. Well, you know what? That's a, sometimes that can be a deterrent to people. Like some people, like people, there's certain people. I mean, I know I can say myself that don't, they don't like being told what to do. And if you, if you keep trying to shove it down their throats, you know, to like share sub all that other stuff, they, it, it's a really big turnoff um, because so many people use that to try to get attention. So if it happens organically, I mean, to me, that would tell me that you guys are getting people who are actually interested in you, which is what you want. Yeah. We don't, we don't have to buy our subscribers. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nobody wants that. <laughs> so, like, in a sense, so uh, pick up what you said. Uh, if you're a true fan in the backyard wrestling scene, you guarantee of you've seen IMF or heard of IMF. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and it's like I said too that you know, if you're if you're going that old school route, man, back in the day, that's you know everything was it was it was word of mouth. You know, people. This person told that person. Told that person. Told that person. You know, and it was pretty much the uh, the chain link effect. And, uh, you know, I mean, like I said, to me personally, I would much rather have somebody who I didn't have to beg or pay or, you know, convince to come watch me. I'd rather have them be like, hey, I was told by a friend. Um, I decided to come check you all out. And now you got a fan for life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're uh, we're just trying to make something out of nothing, and I think we're doing a pretty good job at it. Next year is going to be even more crazy than this year for IMF and the backyard wrestling community. I mean, do you guys do you guys think you'll ever branch out into the whole podcast, you know, route and and talk to your, uh, you know, some of your fellow wrestlers or anything like that, or are you guys just like full steam ahead trying to promote the brand as best you can? Well, I, I I look at it like right now we're you know we're still getting started, you know what I mean. Right. You know, our channel, if you look, our channel's only been up since July 8th, 2022. Right. So it's like, we're just, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're just getting started. I don't think I'm ready to, you know, that whole being a podcaster as a wrestler, being a podcaster is like, if you feel like you ain't got it, you know what I mean? I feel like we're, we're full steam ahead right now. We're still trying to get our names out there. You know, there's, there's other places that we want to go to that, sure. you know, we're waiting for respond we do have a podcast but it's not as a podcast like interviewing like as a tool we use it as a tool for like filling in a storyline between the stories we have in place for wrestling uh we have inside the ropes and kind of get like a back back backstage yeah. view of what what it's like to be in the IM. but it's not like interviewing oh who the character is we're using it to fill in the blanks in between stories right well you know i mean obviously i don't have to tell you guys because you guys are you know in it but you know like doing even doing stuff like that you know back in the day where kayfabe was so so protected you know these these kind of things with talking to wrestlers and and you know these these kind of things would never happen like there's guys who have just now you know with super long careers who protected their kayfabe like crazy 
you know, who There's are just now guy. starting to starting to yeah. come out and do these type of interviews and stuff like that. So, you know, like it's it's all on how you look at it, you know, like in in one way you could say it, it allows your fans to get closer to you. But, you know, you still got to protect the mystique. Yeah, we got to protect the mystique of the character. Right. I think, I think Undertaker did it the best. I agree. Oh, I would, I'll say this. My character, Roman Black, he's, he does it the worst. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I could be out of character, in, in character, and I'm not trying to protect Omen's a bad guy. No, I, I'll go in and out of it. I, I don't care. Right. Just, it just shows me that I'm a... Like, I'm a I'm a person. Like, I'm not living my character. I'm not 100% serious. Like I could be out of character within an instance. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's all, all a matter of perspective, all a matter of how you want to roll with the gimmick or whatever. So we'll touch back on that. But Iowa, right? Like when you guys aren't fucking throwing each other around a ring and, you know, cutting promos and doing all this other bullshit, like what the fuck is there to do in Iowa? <laughs> like, I know, I know you guys got your cornfields and, Fucking, you guys produced. Hey, we got Field of Dreams. Okay, so yeah, well, yeah, okay. I was gonna say you got Field of Dreams, and you guys produced a little band. I'm sure some of my listeners have heard of them. Yeah, I'm sure some of my listeners have heard them. They're they're called Slipknot, you know. But but like like, what do you guys do out there? And also, hey, we're also the home of serial killer John Wayne Gacy. Right? There's that. I mean, Ashton Kutcher, uh, Velisca, um, the Velisca axe murder that's been never been solved. We got a little bit of things, not much. Star Trek. Uh, I mean, Captain Kirk. He's you, from here. You, you have being from Baltimore. You have the Orioles. Well, we have the Colonels. <laughs> the Colonel. <laughs> so, so what is that? Is that like a um uh uh fucking minor league team? I'm guessing. <laughs> Uh, it's the Minnesota Twins is, uh, you know, it's like 1A, 3A, triple A, okay. all that stuff. It's like, it's the, not the the one, the minor, but the one before that. And they're better than the Orioles, I'm just saying. Uh, the Orioles are on top. No, right? you're definitely not. We're, we're, we're number one in the AL East and we're, uh, we just now have the best record in baseball as of today. But they ain't won nothing. So there's, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> We also have the Iowa Cubs, who is actually the minor league team to the Cubs. Right. Gotcha. We have Seth freaking Rollins. And we got Seth freaking Rollins. Well, that's right. And yeah. now on top of Seth freaking Rollins, we got the man, Becky Lynch. Okay. But but you guys are, I, I didn't, a- listen, motherfuckers. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I, I, I didn't ask you who your state has. No, I you're saying we-, we all got, only got cornfields. We got a lot more cornfields <laughs> we have. <laughs> We have a power plant, a big one, <laughs> that wiped out half the cornfields. It's nuclear. <laughs> Look, we got a cornfield, we got a power plant, we got that one fucking lake by the side of the road, <laughs> off that one highway. <laughs> we also have a gas station where you buy groceries and guns at the same one, at the same time. Perfect. That's that's fucking Iowa, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the, only, the only thing we have going for us is wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Why, why do you think we're on the road all the time? Yeah, why do you think we're trying to be on the road? So, so, uh, all right. Well, that's a question for you then. If you guys, if you guys could be uh, like, because I'll tell you right now, right? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm from Baltimore. I've, I've lived in Baltimore pretty much my whole life. I've only moved out of the the state fucking twice. I went to Virginia for two years, and I was in fucking Florida for like five months. 
Um, and I'll tell you right now, I if I could be anywhere other than Maryland, I would fucking go in a heartbeat. So is it like that guy? Is it like that for you guys? Like if you could if you could move out of Iowa, would you go or are you guys like Iowa born and bred and corn fucking fed? It's cheap living. Yeah. It's cheap living, but I like to go. I'm not Iowa born, though. I was born in Illinois. Okay. Well, on a bridge between Illinois and Missouri. <laughs> but, uh, it, yeah, like you said, it's cheap living. It's cheap living. You know, but it, it is fun to be on the road. I like right. traveling. Like we just, like you said, we, uh, we traveled to Michigan. A couple weekends ago, uh, for some wrestling, and I don't think I could live in Detroit. To be honest, See, I'm I'm born and bred. I have roots here. Uh, little known fact: my grandfather had he had built or had his hand in building a whole entire town called Central City, Iowa. Oh wow! He built the churches. He built the city hall there, and just, yeah, I kind of have roots here. Nice. There you go. I mean, yeah, dude. Like, so my. Uh... My dad, like, I, I just recently found out that I've got a whole shit ton of cousins out in fucking New York. Um, you know, my dad was born in, uh, in New York and I've never been to New York cause you know, reasons, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, like, uh, I, I would uh, like most of my family is here, but to say that I have roots here would be, uh, I don't, I don't know if I could honestly say that, you know, like. So I guess for me it would be real easy to just pick up and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to go anywhere else. <laughs> I like it here, uh, and you know I'm the only wrestling comp or Becca Wrestling Federation in uh, Iowa. Is it really? So that kind of gives us kind of gives us some uh, relevancy. So in the words of Dave Chappelle, if you want to go to wrestling, you got to go through us. <laughs> like Jack Delta, oh, wait, he quit. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Hey, you're not missing out. I was going to say, I I don't know, and I probably am not missing much. So. Let me ask you this. You know what? A, you're a big wrestling fan, uh, TBK. Yes, sir. Do you know what a bump card is? A bump card? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to sound real ignorant. Like, I know what taking a bump is and what a card. No, I don't know what a bump. No. <laughs> okay, a bump card is where you only take certain bumps. You won't. You won't take certain bumps, and you only will take a, a certain amount of bumps in a match. Okay. Now, I'm not going to name names, Jack Delta, but he had a bump card. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so, so we've heard from certain wrestlers that he has a bump card. He won't take back suplexes. Yeah. He won't take front bumps. He won't. So, basically, he'll take nothing. So, so it's basically, if I'm, if I'm correct here, if I'm on the same page, it's basically the equivalency of like a rider for a rock star. Like they, what they need to have in their dressing room, what they don't want in their dressing room. And it's, it's pretty much their, their little, you know, I'm a rock star list. So that's what, that's what a, a bump card would be. Exactly. Yep. yep. Wow. I did, yeah, I had no idea that was a thing. Like we didn't either. <laughs> so so it is so it is a real thing. It is a, apparently it's a real thing, and he I'm not gonna say names, but Jack Delta he liked to stick by it. <laughs> You're good at that not saying names thing, man. Jack Delta, there you go. One more time. 
Yeah, yeah, not Jack what? Not so Delta, years. the destructive Jack Delta. The self-destructive Jack Delta. The self-destructive Jack Jack Delta. Okay. Like the airplane Delta. <laughs> yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Understood. Yeah, no, that's so, the... with you being a fan of wrestling, I gotta yes, get your input on what you thought about SummerSlam. Uh SummerSlam, um <sighs> Summer you know what? I feel like recently with almost every WWE pay-per-view and um you know this is not the shit on WWE I've been a fan for as long as I can remember but I feel like they always have the utmost potential and they either under deliver or it's it's you know like I feel like there's two feelings with it Either it under delivers or you can you can tolerate it. You know what I mean? I don't feel like as of recently there's been anything that's completely blown me the hell away because as everybody who is a fan knows, we've been stuck in the Roman Reigns era for the past three years. Um, and to me, it's fucking way past its due, but you know. Watching last night's show, I was more blown away that Logan Paul was able to get to Detroit from Detroit to Texas in time to watch his brother fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that blew me away more than the show itself. Well, also, the, the product placement of that whole show, I don't know, maybe my own opinion, but a lot of the people that were working with, what, C4, Slim Jim, they kind of almost had to win. Uh, the thing that, the thing is with me, uh, uh, being, uh, you know, writing storylines for IMF and doing all that stuff, yeah, the scenes, uh, it was predictable. Yeah. Like, the new L.A. Knight was going to win the, the Slim Jim thing because now he's the new Macho Man. Right. You know, the commercial, so you knew he was going to win. Oh, the commercial right after that was... I, I chose Asuka to win the Triple Threat match, and then I saw the product placement of C4, and that was sponsoring the women's match, and who was in the commercial... Who came out and drinking that? I knew from that, I knew she was going to win. Bianca Belair was going to win the women's title. But then, what, what did throw me off? I didn't think she was going to give it up right away to yes, Scott. Yeah, no. But it, was just like, it was predictable. And then Jimmy. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the I think what got me on that was they came out with a they came out with a, um, an interview with the both of them, and their dream match, their dream feud is against each other. Right. And then, next thing you know, bam, we're going to get that. Like, they called it before it happened. I mean, it's cool and all, but, you know, like I said, like, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like that whole tribal combat thing, I feel like it really under-delivered what it could have been, because, I mean, the way I envisioned it in my head, and, yeah, you know, who am I? I'm just a fan, but, you know, um, not to discredit the fans because I've heard some really, really good ideas come from fans. Um, the way I had it in my head is that it should have, you know, it should have had Afa and Sika and Rikishi and the Rock, pretty much like a Samoan lumberjack match, you know what I mean? To where, you know, those two are fighting in the ring. If one of them gets thrown out, the it's the family's job to throw them back in so they keep fighting, you know, like... I, I really thought that they could have had like Roman come out in some big tribal like you know headdress and like you know come out with like a you know something. I, I felt like it could have been a lot bigger, and I, when it wasn't, I pretty much knew what was going to happen. It was like that the whole night, though. 
like the MMA match. Oh, that was garbage. He, he, he and Shane watched that together, and he spent 90% of the time talking shit about it. <laughs> like, this isn't MMA. Yeah. <laughs> they don't go outside the ring. <laughs> if, if it was pure MMA rules, which they said it's all granted by MMA rules, the first time Rondaway went out the ring, he should have been disqualified. Yeah. Because it, in the rules of MMA, if you can't really leave the cage or the ring or wherever it's taking place that you can't leave or you get disqualified. Yeah, no. It was look at look at back when uh Connor and Khabib, they were about to strip Khabib of that win because he left the ring, uh the octagon. Right. Yeah, no. It was uh and, and I'll tell you what right now, dude, if if that's the match that, that Ronda's choosing to go out on, uh see you later. Like that, yeah, that that was that was absolute. It was absolute garbage. The only the only good thing about that match was the fact that it, it, it's, it's probably going to skyrocket Shayna Baszler. Baszler, to be honest. You think so? It, because it, yeah, I think so. I think she's going to be. She, she can always use that. I'm the one that shut up Ronda Rousey. Oh, by the way, in anime rules, they don't have kick pads. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope that it does. I hope that it skyrockets because I like Shayna Baszler. I like her as a heel. I like her as a face. I, I think I think she's really she's great in the ring and she can cut promos and she her promos what makes a great promo is believable and if she looks at you and she's gonna say I'm gonna beat your ass this Sunday on you know it's believable that she's gonna beat your ass on this Sunday because she has that training and yeah. people know that she has that training. See, as a fan of MMA, the way where I want to watch that match is the cage come down and you see Herb Dean as a referee. That referee they have in that match, you can tell didn't know anything about MMA. Even introducing the fighters telling the rules, he like, oh this guy does not know MMA rules at whatsoever. He's no. reading what they told him to say. Yeah, no, they just they just had a guy from the back and you know, was like, All right, go out there and, and say some UFC words and make it sound believable. Yeah. No. <laughs> And Bruce Buffer, they would have to have Bruce Buffer because UFC and uh, WWE had that deal. Yeah, if that, I would have thought Bruce Buffer there, I would have believed it. <laughs> Joe Rogan there. there yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan was Joe there. Michael, Michael Cole on commentary. Hey, hey, now, yeah, now, now was if, there. if it if it was fucking Joe Rogan and Michael Cole, bro, I would be there for that shit all day. That would be fantastic. You could you could throw Corey Graves in there. As like the WWE guy, you know, you have you could have Michael Cole as the impartial. You have the WWE guy Corey Grace, and then you have the UFC guy Joe Rogan. I think there could be a lot of good banter back and forth between Joe Rogan and, my, and Corey Grace. I mean, yeah. I, Corey Corey's definitely taken a long time to grow on me. Like I I I used to not be able to stand him, but every now and then, like he'll say something. Um, it always used to make me laugh when he would uh, when he would uh, talk to uh, Byron, and he'd be like, "Shut up, Saxton!" <laughs> like it, just out of nowhere, that shit would make me laugh. I like how he brags about how Carmela's is his girl, his fiance, or his wife, or whatever. He yeah, likes to brag that's his girl. Yeah, and not, like at first he didn't want to talk about it, but he'd always like put her over high and mighty, and then it was like Byron. I think Byron Saxton was the one that kind of like broke it out. Like, isn't that your girl? that's just my girl who cares (laughs) (laughs) right yeah no but um yeah dude fucking SummerSlam like I said I I felt like it it had the potential to be great there was some great matches um like I said I think that uh 
Logan and Ricochet was actually pretty decent. I think that uh, I really think that the triple threat delivered, and I think that uh, Seth and Finn stole the show. Yeah, I well, I agree with that one. Uh, and I, I'm I'm kind of intrigued on what's going to happen on Monday with the Judgment Day. So yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. There was that uh, there was that part where freaking yeah. Finn got hit by the case. I got a question for you, Omer. Would you take a chop from Gunther? How much am I being paid? Am I being paid the money that yeah. Drew McIntyre made? No. Chop off of Gunther. If he showed up, he walked up to you, pinched your girl's ass, and said, chop off. Would you chop off with him? He's pinching her ass. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have a chop off? I, I'll humbly take my defeat. <laughs> so you're just you're like pinch away, pinch away. No, but, um, you, sorry, baby, touched your ass. What am I gonna do about it? I I think I, I'd want to take one. Just like I said, I took one. I don't, you know, I like eating cereal in a bowl, not through my chest. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I'm just saying, I think I would take one just so I can say it. But again, Drew McIntyre. Well, has I think Drew McIntyre had nastier chops last night. Yeah, but. I've seen Gunther's chops. Those were I've seen last him, yeah. night was weak compared to what he usually does. But like I said, Drew McIntyre hits just as hard too. <laughs> yeah, so here, here's a here's a question for you guys. Like, if you guys could have now, I know that you guys are also in a uh, in a tag team called the Foundation. But if you guys had to have your your dream tag match and then dream singles matches, who would your dream opponents be? I know who Omens is. I know who Shane's is. Shane's is Jimmy Wang Yang. Jimmy Wang Yang? Jimmy Wang Yang. Come Dude, on. Don't, even on, don't even diss on Jimmy Wang Yang, all right? Jeez. <laughs> Jimmy Wang Yang is his. Well, that's, that, uh, that's, your, that's your dream opponent. Hold on. Don't, you're, talking, you're talking to me like it's a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody hey, in he's the only guy that's perfect. To make fun of another like another race and not get canceled. So yeah. Jimmy Wang Yang is pretty much he's good. Little known story. I, me and Gary, I, he was there. I called uh, Jimmy yeah. Wang Yang's uh, like he does like tour rides like in his in a bus. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I called. I was like, "Is Jimmy Wang Yang there?" He's like, "No, he's out of town." And I would leave a message. I'm like, "Oh, I got so nervous. Like, fucking, this is, this is really his office." Like, uh. I just tell him I said he's awesome. I hung up. <laughs> we got fanboys. Hey, uh, uh, tell him I think he's really cool. Okay, bye. <laughs> I like the moon salt. Come on. <laughs> hey, uh, I love your belt buckle. Gee. <laughs> uh, uh, but my real singles. Um, okay, so there is. I know, a real I know one. who I my tag it. team would be. My tag team would be the Dudleys. Easy. Okay. Um, for me as a single, uh, probably Bray Wyatt. Nice. All right. Well, to go, on, to go off of Jimmy Wang Yang. <laughs> Yours are going to be Mine's Grado, the greatest European wrestler of all time. Grado. <laughs> no, but my real one. My my real one is. Uh, there's this uh, wrestling, this independent company actually uh, based out of Iowa called Central Empire Wrestling. And uh, my dream match is to go one-on-one with their world champ, which happens to be my daughter's favorite wrestler. And I'm, I'm really good friends with the guy outside of the ring. Right. So my dream match is to go against him one time in front of my daughter just to see who my daughter would shoot. Okay, so you want, so you want like, the Undertaker reaction. So, 
that was kind of like when Undertaker went against Cena, and Cena was his daughter's favorite wrestler at the time. Yeah, like my like her favorite like the moment they met each other that became her guy. His name's JT Energy. Uh, it became her guy. So like, I just want to see if my daughter roots for me or if she roots for him. So that's my dream match. I, I can't go down that road because my my son's favorite wrestler since he met him was Joey Knox, <laughs> and I'm not gonna do a death match. <laughs> uh, my tag team, yeah, tag team right now, the Dudley Boys. That's a good. That's that's good of all time. Any tag team I can choose from. Anyone. I mean, hey, I, the, the the Dudleys are certain certainly respectable. So, I mean, but yeah, anyone, anyone you can think of. The Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. Okay. Okay. But there's a lot of teams like that could be in the the, the talk. Like Yeah, a lot of teams could be in the top. Harlem the, Heat. Harlem Heat. Like Road Warriors, uh the Hardys. Um I hell I would even take on the Hollywood Blondes with Steve Austin and uh Hellman? Yeah. Oh wow. Um, Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. Uh, we, we we do a move called the E B K that is similar to the Magic Killer. I think we could take on the OC, uh, taking on Luke Gallows and uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Oh, you know what? Edgy Christian would be a good choice, too. That would be dope. That would definitely be dope. I feel like, though, there's there's the three pinnacle teams that if you, if you know, if you're a tag team coming up in the business, uh, would be the teams that you mentioned, uh, would be Edge and Christian, the Dudleys, and then uh, the Hardy Boys. Like, those would be the All guys right. to learn from. The thing that saddens me the most is uh, the team that one of the teams that like my top three. If I had to choose three teams that I'd want to go up against, Foundation versus them, we can never do. And that's uh, I'd want to go up against the Briscoe Boys. Uh, Our, yeah. I I feel like they can brawl, and we're brawlers, and their brawling looks really good. Yeah, I mean, look at them. Look at them in FTR, fuck the revival, whatever you want to call them. You know, Eptar would be a good choice too. But like they, the the Briscoes could mix it up with anybody, and right. I think they they could give us a good run. Like I'd want to go fist to fist to cuss with uh, Jay. <laughs> but you know, like Foundation, like a whole dream tag team match, it opens a whole can of worms. Like there's a lot of good possibilities out there. Like Mega Powers have been good. Yeah. Um, I can show Hulk Hogan how to do it. I can show Hogan how to do a leg drop. You, you, I'll, you, I'll just do the man right to church with his face. You would, uh, you would show Hogan how to do a, a leg drop? Yeah. Hey, I will say this. Yes, sir. On screen, like without being foundation, Omen and Soldier don't get along. But the, the leg drop, pretty legit. More <laughs> legit than Hulk Hogan. I've had people tell me I got the best leg drop in the backyard. New Age Outlaws have been good, too. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so so if you guys had to go against the legend, uh, they could be alive or dead. Who would it be? Eddie Guerrero. Ooh, absolutely. Right. Rest in that's, peace, that's Eddie. My, man. That's yeah, that's my my number one, my favorite wrestler of all time. Will be is will, anybody ask me? And then this has been for like, my whole childhood. I was I was an Eddie Guerrero fan. I got to I got to meet him downtown. Uh, when they came down for sold out, and he won the U.S. title in a ladder match. He's my my favorite wrestler, and the person I'd want to wrestle, let him do it in the lives, would be Eddie Guerrero. 
Hell yeah. Very respectable choice. Very nice. Oh, uh, legend, uh, Jin Wing Yang. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could, I could sit here and say, like, Stone Cold, The Rock, or Undertaker, or Triple H, but to be honest, I would really want to go against um, New Jack. Oh, wow. Controversial, dude, huh? Um, you sure, you know, he, just make sure he doesn't throw you off the scaffolding. Yeah, make no, sure, make sure he also that. doesn't try to stab you. <laughs> or, oh, no, I'm, I'm doing a fucking pat down on him. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, look what he did to Vic Grimes. He threw him off that scaffolding trying to kill him. I, that might be that might be your you know your last match. <laughs> but I I don't have a problem uh, going with the punches. It's like I did a match match for sake, and I said, "Hey, drive one of these spike plates into my head." And he's like, "I don't really want to do that." I'm like, "All right, fine." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I won't. Yeah, no, he really did sound like that though. Like, he sounded very disappointed. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, New, yeah, New Jack would be a one. Or you know what? Jake the Snake would be my second. If I couldn't get New Jack, Jake the Snake would definitely be right under him. Man, Jake in his prime was a bad motherfucker. Definitely hey, big, bro. big, big, uh, big Jake the Snake fan. Yeah, I, that's why I would have, if it's not New Jack, it would have been Jake the Snake. Kurt Henning. Oh, Kurt Henning, yeah. Okay, cool. I think Kurt, I think Kurt Henning was the, one of the, mo- like, the most underutilized guys. He should have been world champion for WWE. But, you know, he's one of the, I think he's one of the, probably the great, one of the greatest. If not, him and Owen Hart, for me, are the two greatest wrestlers in WWE that never won the world title. Right, right. I would say, uh, I would say Owen, uh, for sure. Owen definitely uh, deserved it. Were you a Brett or Owen fan? Which one do you think is better? Oh man, I think you asked me this question. So I would say, um, I would say that just because of the, um, I mean, the overall presence that the guy had at one point in time, he was up there with your Hogan's, your, your, your macho man's, um, you know, freaking your Jake, the snakes. I would, uh, just because of his presence alone, I would have to say Brett, man. And because it was because, you know, he was, he was that guy for a while, you know, he was the ultimate baby face, um, you know, and, uh, coming, coming from the, you know, the lineage that he has with his dad and, you know, all his brothers and all that, and the legendary, you know, heart dungeon and all that. Um, yeah, dude, like, I mean, you know, I personally, I would have to say Brett. Okay. If you could pick any manager, who would you want to be your manager? Who would I want to be my manager? Yeah. Oh, dude, fucking, uh, just because I'm a huge, and I am, and I'll say it, and I'll say it proudly, I'm a huge mark for uh, Mark Calloway, the Undertaker. I think it would be dope as hell to to, to have Paul, but um, another Paul, like, um, I think it would be fun as fuck to work with Heyman. That's why I would pick. I would pick Heyman, or for some reason, Mr. Fuji. Because I think probably because I'm drawn to Jimmy Wang Yang. So Mr. Fuji be second. <laughs> oh my God! You know what? Uh, mine would. Mine would. Halloween. Oh. Halloween is just around the corner. I want you to dress up as Jimmy Wang Yang for Halloween. 
<laughs> you know, I already get told I look like Luke Holmes, but uh, you know, I get uh, do I, I don't even want to say the joke. I got so be, I can take it for so, so then go as Lukey Wang Yang. <laughs> Lukey Wang Yang. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but yeah. I, I think it would have been cool to have that. Go ahead. We recently had a show in Ohio called Summer Bash, and mm-hmm. when we weren't filming, I was I was playing this character called Minor Sixty Nine er, and uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just I found I had a gas station I'm like this is definitely a miner's hat. You tilt it sideways, it's definitely a miner's hat. So I I don't even miner Forty Nine er because that sounds like Scooby Doo. It's like Minor Sixty Nine er, and that. But uh, <laughs> no, I picked back to the manager. I picked Paul Heyman, I'm a Heyman guy. Yeah. I think it, I think it would be fun to work with Paul, but uh, but like I said, like if I had the opportunity to work with um, Percy Pringle, you know, Paul Bear, I think that would have been fun too. Because um, I have two. I have two. Go ahead, Paul Bear. Uh, Paul, or not Paul, but um, the Brain, uh, Bobby Heenan. Because I wouldn't have to speak. I Bo- just sit there Bobby and look mean. Yeah. But yeah, Bobby Bobby Heenan speak for me. I just like mean. Or Sister Sherry. Okay. Sister, I, I think. Using her healness and how she was a heel, you know, a scary Sherry. Right. Plays, uh, that would play off the foundation being heels, even making the foundation more of a badass heel. If you had a girl telling us, get him, you know what I'm saying? Like, go get him. We're talking foundation <sighs> managers. The guy, what's the guy's name who uh, managed the Road Warriors? Paul Ellery. Well, we were, then we, we, we'd be referred to like the, what is it, AOP, Authors of Pain. So he, he did a good job for the Road Warriors. Right. Absolutely, for sure. So, let me ask you guys this. Again, I know you guys said you haven't been around for long, but once you guys get established and things get rocking and rolling, like, how long do you guys see yourselves doing this? Is this, like, a, is this a long-term thing? Like, because I had asked, I had asked uh, my last two guests, um, you know, about what their passions were and, you know, if they didn't have to do the whole nine-to-five thing, what would they do? So like, is this, you know, is this the long-term goal for you guys? Like you want to get IMF like established running, quit your day jobs and full-time just go into wrestling? Or is this, you know, uh, I, I don't want to insult, but is it like a wing and a prayer thing to see how it goes? Like what, is, what, is, what's the, what's the end goal with it? I'm, I, well, I'm DDP. I'm dying to ask pays. I'm 35 years old doing this. <laughs> so I'm going to go as long as my body can handle. Yeah. But like, if you ask my kids, and that's funny, they're always arguing, oh, dad's going to pass it down to me. Oh, dad's going to pass it down to me. Like, right. I, I, I want to do this for a living, even if it's not, you know, on camera, if not behind the scenes, because I, I like the stories that I can come up with. I like the stories and how everything plays out. Like I said, the traveling, yeah, being in a car for six, seven, eight, nine hours is shitty. But by the time we get to the where we get to where we're going, I it, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's like I, you know, the old saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride it till the wheels fall off." Yeah, man. And you know, like I've said it before, and I'll say it again. One thing that that really, you know, really bugs me is when people don't get to, you know, live out their passions where they're just stuck. And that fucking, you know, ongoing hamster wheel of nine to five job, coming home, you know, scarfing down your dinner, going to bed, waking up, doing it all over again. Nobody wants that, man. That's that's not a life. That's not a way to live. 
and you know being able to step out on your own being able to create on your own being your own boss i think me personally i think that is the true definition of the american dream being able to you know live provide be comfortable and be truly happy yeah you know i think i'd be a fool to say i wouldn't love to do this full full time and imf's gonna be around forever i i don't know but i will say this imf will be around long enough where it's known history from of from now like it's always forever known yeah yeah, I mean, you know, you know the best thing. The best thing about art is seeing in public, and people I talk to is like we're in our character. Now, uh, last year I was at my son's had a school. They were doing something big, and he kind of went on his own. So I tried to go find him, and I ran into a kid that knew me from the channel, and I got to sign it. He wanted me to sign his book bag. So I, that that for me, I think the best thing about it is like being seen by people and being known who you are as that character. Oh yeah. I mean, because, you know, like you got to think too, you know, you're, 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 you become much more than just a wrestler. You become a role model. You become, you know, someone that people look up to people, you know, um, people, you know, get invested in people care about, you know, like it, it's, it's just like anything else, dude. Hey, like I said, like I've never, I've never stepped in a ring before, no matter, you know, because I've got too many issues that won't allow me to, but you know, um, back when I was doing the whole music thing, it was the weirdest fucking thing ever to have somebody come up to me and ask me to sign something. And I was like, dude, I'm a nobody. Like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make a couple bucks and contribute to the family. And you know, like I, I don't, I don't know what my autograph would be worth to you but you know they they were like hey man i just want you to sign it and i'm like okay cool you know you got to take it with a grain of salt and be you know humble about it but i tell you dude it was it was the weirdest fucking thing just like a couple weeks ago i was driving down the road with my uh my fiance and the kids and i looked over to my left and this kid just literally like hey oh man and i just I didn't know to do that. I was like, I waved my hand and took off. Right. So it's a, it's a real mind fuck. Like, not, you don't think a lot of people have seen it, but like, you don't get, uh, I'm not going to get recognized. But then you really do. Like, I got recognized in the bathroom at my school or my work, my former uh, jobs. Well, just, staff a, just imagine if the kid would have looked over and been like, oh my God, it's Jimmy. <laughs> it's Wang Yang. <laughs> I love you, Jimmy Wang Yang. <laughs> I love you, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, you know, shit. I, have, I have a lot of stories like that. Where, uh, and what's not because I mean, like back when WWE live shows were actually like cool to go to. Yeah. Um, I was a huge John Cena fan, and I would always go with my uncle. So I was decked down like hustle loyalty respect gear. Oh, Jesus. And this dude, it's, by the way, it's below zero weather. He comes in a tank top and shorts, and he complains that he's, his eyebrows are cold, and he went inside. But then he signed two autographs for kids, but yet here I am trying to get one. He's like, oh, I'm going inside. Uh, so I went home today, and I ripped all my John Cena posters off the walls. I was like, screw you, John Cena. You'll never see me again. Never. Never, not ever. 
And that's the original story on how Omen Black was created. <laughs> well, my, uncle was, my uncle was drunk a lot of those times. He tried fighting with, like, he picked a fight with Mark Henry. He picked a fight with John Morrison. Uh, his own guy, Triple H, he picked a fight with him for some reason. I just don't know why. What the f- I think, yeah. I, I, think I, had the, I think I had the greatest Triple H moment. <clears throat> uh, they came downtown one time, and it was a six-man <laughs> tag. It was Evolution. It was uh, Randy, not Randy Orton, but uh, Batista, Ric Flair, Cena, or Triple H versus Benoit, uh, Chris Jericho, and uh, Randy Orton. And me and my buddies, we had, we literally had the whole entire U.S. Cellular Center screaming, "Rick sucks dick!" And uh, <laughs> to the point where uh, the, the security guy came over and he goes, "You guys need to stop that." And Chris Jericho looked at him and goes, shut up, stupid, let him do it. So we had this whole entire thing where we had, like I said, we had the whole crowd chant Rick sucks dick. After the end of the match, uh, they're carrying Triple H up around the corner like he had just gotten beat up. And he looked at us and he goes, didn't know your mom's name was Rick. <laughs> <laughs> and he pointed at us like, I got you. And he walked away. <laughs> nice. That's awesome there, man. Like, yeah, dude, freaking um I haven't I haven't had any cool experiences like that with any wrestlers, but fucking WrestleMania is finally coming close enough to me and the you know, me and the lady. Uh next year WrestleMania is gonna be in Philadelphia and we have we have decided we talked about it like two days ago and we're like yeah, we're we're definitely going. So I told her I was like, man, we're we're gonna have to either take out a loan or we're gonna have to do something because I want to do all the fucking things. I want to go to Access. I want to go to Night One. I want to go to Night Two. I want to, you know, if if the Undertaker is in town for his one Dead Man show, I want to go. I want that. I want that ultimate fan experience. You know. Yeah, I, I want to go next year because I. For two reasons. One, it's WrestleMania, and two, uh, it's in Philadelphia. I'm Football-wise, I am the biggest Philadelphia Eagles fan, and I think I'm, like, legitimately one of the few Eagles fans in Cedar Rapids. But, yeah, so being able to go and being at the, you know, you know Philly Stadium, I being in Philly Stadium to watch it, two bird, you know, it's like hitting two birds with one stone. Man, somebody's got to kill that damn cricket over there. That some bitch is loud as hell. <laughs> Just a squawking. Drop an elbow on him. <laughs> Fucking hit him! Hit him with that leg drop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, wait a minute. So we got a we got a Ravens fan, an Eagles fan, and a Steelers fan in here. Yeah, All right, everybody. Well, that's been episode three. <laughs> I'm gonna cut this yeah, shit you're, right you're now. You're the fan of the, you're the fan of the wrong bird. You're you're a fan of the wrong Pennsylvania team. Wait a minute. What? Yeah, the, you're a Ravens fan, right? Yeah, they're from Baltimore. They ain't from PA. Yeah. Yeah, wrong. I know, but he's a Steelers fan who's from PA. Oh so he's yeah, a fan yeah, yeah. Of the wrong Pennsylvania team, and you're you're fans of the wrong bird. Well, both of our teams have more championships than you. What have you done lately? What haven't we done lately? We've been to the playoffs every year. What have you done lately? Uh, we went to the Super Bowl last year. I got your ass whooped. Ah, uh, we lost by three. <laughs> <laughs> we lost by three. Come on. Travis is up there singing. Uh, what what the hell is he singing? Uh, Fight for your right to party and fucking the other guys searching the field for his mom. We we beat Tom Brady for ours. Yeah, that's true. With a bag with a backup quarterback. That's that's true. That's true. I remember where I was during that too. I was in I was in fucking Virginia. I was working at Buffalo Wild Wings, 
and uh like you know the virginia doesn't have a fucking team so why it was so packed i'll never know but i was definitely an eagles fan that day so i'll give it to you we didn't just beat them either we pretty we stomped them all day all all all, all game I mean, hey, hey, look, look, anybody, anybody, I'm a fan of the Ravens and whoever beats Schittsburg and the Patriots, so I'm cool with it. I'm all right with it. Yeah, I, I know he's talking about me. What, what the heck? What? Talking about Schittsburg, you know what? Yes, sir. Absolutely. 100% all day. I will, all ne- right. I will never, <laughs> I will never <laughs> refer to you guys correctly. <laughs> all right, this has been episode three. you a baseball fan on by the way this fucking podcast sucks (laughs) are you are you a baseball fan i am a baseball fan Uh, somewhat what's your baseball team my see i'm kind of not the guy who like my grand i grew up with my grandfather a lot but like he was a huge Steelers fan he was a huge uh cardinals and cubs fan uh, basketball. He was a huge uh, Bulls fan, but I didn't take that one from him. But uh, but no, uh, I'm I'm a diehard like uh, I guess bred Cardinals fan. Okay. Like my I always re- my greatest memories was just watching baseball games with my grandfather and watching Cardinals. I get that. Oh, he was so complex when Cardinals and Cubs would play. Like he was didn't know who the fuck to cheer for. Yeah. Oh man. That's just that, that's just weird that he's both of them because usually Cub fans hate Cardinal fans and Cardinal fans hate Cub fans. Like, oh no, he he loved both. That's that's a worse feud than uh, you know Steelers and the, <laughs> the Ravens. And the Ra- yeah. He, hey, but that that's... on the days that they would play, he would like he was happy the whole time because he wouldn't. Yeah, I'm just saying that's rare to see a Cardinals fan that loves the Cubs and a Cubs fan that loves the Cardinals. That's the thing, though. I'd say, like, that's that's one of the perks about being a Baltimore fan is because our rivalries are legit. Like, the Orioles and the Yankees, legit rivalry. The Ravens and the Steelers, legit rivalry. You know, like, we have some of the, the best rivalries in all of sports undeniably uh the philly and the cowboys that's i think that's a big rivalry uh, uh, yeah well people I, die <laughs> people, <laughs> okay. people have died if you're a philly fan and you go down to dallas to watch philly versus dallas and if philly wins you better leave before the game's over or you're gonna be fighting your way to your car Oh yeah. Well, I mean, hey, look. Saying that, I have yet to go. I I've yet to go to a Ravens Steelers Steelers game, and the only reason that I've yet to go is because a the tickets sell out fast as hell. But whenever they are in town, the prices you know fucking jack up like crazy, and it's like, dude, I love my team, but fuck. <laughs> Doesn't that suck how that happens though? Yeah. Like, you could get tickets for, you know, the Ravens versus Minnesota for like 50, 60 bucks. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. You know, a ticket for Philly, or, you know, the Ravens versus the Steelers is going to be like $300, $400, $500. Absolutely. Well, so, dude, uh, uh, my um, my fiance, she was a, she was a uh, well, not was, is a Carolina fan. And uh, we missed the very first time I took her to a game. 
we missed when we had played um, Carolina. So I took her to a Ravens Jets game and it was at night. It was fucking, you know, I th I'm pretty sure it was fucking December. It was colder than a fucking witch's tit. And, you know, we were we were up at the top. Um, now, the good thing about Raven Stadium, M&T Bank Stadium, is there's not a bad seat in that whole stadium. But the thing cold. is, is when it gets cold in that motherfucker, <laughs> it gets cold. So we're sitting up there and, you know, the wind's whipping. She's, you know, she was like, I can't breathe because it was so damn cold out. So we've both decided that whenever we go to a game, we've got to be, you know, we've got to be field level. But right. trying to get field level for a game like the Ravens Steelers, we'd be paying an arm, leg, and an ass hair just to get in there. Yeah, life savings type shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like $200, $200 per ticket type shit. You know, $400 per ticket. And what about hockey? Um. So I, I'm not going to lie. Um. I was I was a bandwagon fan of the Capitals just because Maryland doesn't have their own team and Washington is pretty much an hour down the road so when when the Caps won I was I was about it cuz I kind of liked Ovechkin but other than that I I can't honestly say that I'm a hockey fan and I want to be but I just haven't like I haven't I don't know. I, I, I don't think I've given it its proper due. Um, me, I growing, I growing up, I used to love watching Coach Bombay and the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty so, Ducks. The Mighty Ducks, bro. Like, I like yes. Coach Bombay. So, like, growing up, I was a, you know, and I've seen that, oh, man, they actually created a team based off these show, these <laughs> movies. So, hey, the Mighty Ducks have been my team since they created them. <laughs> Anaheim Ducks, yes, sir. You know, the, you know, out of every logo, yeah, out of, that that makes me sad that they changed the logo. Out of everything that you could have said, right? I ne <laughs> I did not expect. Hey, man, that fucking Coach Bombay. I was like, wait a minute, this motherfucker. He did not just say the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah, man, Mighty Ducks one, two, and three. Like those are my. I I got excited when they brought back the the Game Changers, and it was you know they had it was Coach Bombay, <laughs> and then they had you know they had the episode where they actually had some of the guys. Yeah, from yeah, the yeah. team, like Kenny Wu was on it. Oh yeah, no, I I know, I saw it. <laughs> and then they ended the season. They're like, Coach Bombay is not going to be back because he doesn't want to get the COVID shot. Wasn't there a cartoon of the Mighty Ducks? Yeah, yeah but it wasn't. Yeah. It was. It was not connected to Coach know, Bombay. Just... And then, but yeah, they were actual ducks. Yeah, they were they actual were ducks. Yeah, they were heroes. They were hockey by day and heroes by night. Well, wait a minute. I thought. I thought they were like. I thought it was like they were they were like alien ducks though like they came they came from like an old duck planet and landed on earth type shit like it was like real off the wall you know what i mean Yeah it was like Howard the duck I wonder if duck dynasty found out about that planet <laughs> Duck dynasty It was a great and, show They were like you said they were hockey players and they were superheroes too So who That's who's one your... that you get called all the time is Duck Dynasty It was kind of like their uh 
It was like their version of Ninja Turtles. You know how they like there was another one that was all sharks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um Oh Street man, sharks. Street Sharks. Yeah. Yeah. I love Street Sharks. Street Sharks was the shit. See, now we're getting back into the nostalgia stuff again. Street Sharks was the shit. Gargoyles was the shit. Bobby's oh, World. Gargoyles is my shit. I love Gargoyles. Bobby's World. I got my kids hooked on that shit. You did what? I got my kids hooked on Gargoyles. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. Gargoyles is the shit. They're talking about bringing that back. Yeah, they were talking about doing a live action for that, which if they do... I will totally be down for that. Gargoyles was awesome. But it has to be Keith David's voice. Yep. And it has to be his voice for isn't because that's the voice of Goliath. Yeah. He has to be the voice. It's kind of it's like it's like trying to do Lion King without using James Earl Jones as Mufasa. Hell yeah! Right. Like his his voice is so iconic. It has to be that voice. Any of the other voices, you can change up and do whatever you want with. Like Goliath has to be the original, original voice. So, guys, as you heard me say at the beginning of the podcast, it's called the Off the Dome Podcast. Like I said, where the conversation goes, nobody knows. So, you know what? I'm going to do this. I've never done it before. This is only the third episode in. We're going to throw some rapid fire questions at you guys. Just give me, give me your answer. Uh, you don't have to tell me why, but I'm curious to know. You ready? All right. All right, Spawn or Hellboy? Spawn. Nice. Spider-Man or Venom? Venom. Venom. Batman or Superman? Batman. Nice. Um, hold on, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Okay, we'll just throw this out because I ran out of guys like that. Beer or whiskey? Beer. Whiskey. Uh, pizza or tacos? Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but hey, when you get a taco pizza, that's where a party's at. Yeah, taco pizza is a shit. Jimmy Wang Yang or not Jimmy Wang Yang? Not Jimmy Wang Yang. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, He's a goat. Splinter or Shredder? Shredder. Uh, uh, well, which version of Splinter? Because the cartoon, the original cartoon, he was a guy that got turned into a, a rat. Or even in, like in the movies or the TV show or the kind of the early movies, he was a mutated rat who knew how to talk and do karate before he was mutated. I hate rats. So <laughs> uh, now I know your weakness. I'm going to have to go with Splinter. Right, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Splinter. I know your weakness. Fucking Old Spice. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm allergic to Old Spice Gotcha UFC or WWE? UFC uh, I mean it's pretty much the same now So Yeah but nah, There you go Trick question Yep Pretty much the same Cats or dogs? <clears throat> Cats Cats what? No Ah come on man I got okay. I got two cats and some. I got a bunch of cats and some two dogs. And my two dogs are the dumbest. They, they I call them Ten Second Tom because they like to try to get on the couch and push everybody off. <laughs> so when you uh, tell them to get down, they'll walk out of our living room into the foyer, turn around, and come back in like they didn't just get told to get out. Right. I was I was looking for plain, uh, option C, neither because 
I don't like my dogs or my cats. Jeez, you're the worst kind my of person. Cats is, my, my cats are some assholes. So all my animals are assholes. Alright, last two. Vampires or werewolves? Vampires. Depending on what type of vampires. Are we talking about the ones that glisten like in Twilight no, or No sir? Are we talking about like what blade goes against? We're talking about like blade like like Dracula type shit. Vampires. Or thirty days of night. So it's just and last, uh, Halloween or Christmas? Halloween. Halloween's just less expensive. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, guys. You know, you're, going, you're going with this whole superhero, like, oh, Batman or Superman. I got one. Nightwing or Red Hood? Uh, Red Hood. Red Hood. He's going to kill. Hey, yeah. If you guys got ones, throw them out, man. I got you. Hawkeye or Green Arrow? Hawkeye. Okay. I go green arrow because he had the punch the punching glove arrow, just funny to me. <laughs> what else you got? Keep him going, man. <laughs> okay, Jimmy Wang Yang or not Jimmy Wang Yang. Yes. <laughs> Austin or Undertaker? Oh, Undertaker. Austin or Rock. Ooh. Mmm. Very, very small margin, Austin. Who would have won? Sting or Undertaker? Jesus. Uh, you can't do that to me because my two favorites are Sting and Undertaker. And Okay, who would have won? Sting or Undertaker? <sighs> Taker. You would have to think it would be Taker. Yeah, he's a, he's a he was the WWE guy. Okay, so let's go with Taker. Taker in the 90s. Or Sting. Taker. The, the WCW run. Taker. From the 90s. You think Taker would take Sting? Yeah. I don't know. All right, I got one for you. Might be controversial. Ukraine or Russia? What do you think? Oh, for God's sake. All right, guys. It's been, it's been great. <laughs> this has been episode three. Guys, if you haven't already, make sure to follow the podcast. Make sure to give it a five-star rating if you liked what you heard. That way we can do more episodes, have more guests. Shane, Gary, it's been great talking to you guys, man. Thank you so much for being on. So great that he's getting off real fast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing you're not going to answer that question. No, sir. See ya.